0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is entrepreneur Chico Abengavi. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hey, man, you. I just wanted to let you know you are my first guest for uh, 2020, so I appreciate you taking the time to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to get started,
1: man. What, what country are you originally from? Yeah, actually, I was born in uh, Nigeria, which is a country in Africa, and uh, came to the U.S. when I was uh, uh, about seven years old. Okay.
0: So um, I noticed that you man, you got your hands in a lot of hats, um, but I wanted to discuss real estate first. How did you get into real estate?
1: Yeah, so um, you're probably talking about Perfect Office, which is a uh, one of the companies that I run, which is a real estate based company. I kind of actually got into that surprisingly. So um, when I was starting my first company, which is a staffing agency, I had a really hard time finding an affordable office space. So I just always knew in the back of my head that when I had the opportunity to, I was going to start a real estate based company uh, that just helped other entrepreneurs in terms of identifying uh, affordable professional and flexible workspace solution. Um, yeah, so that's just kind of how I got into that. I got into that because I was trying to solve a problem that I had with my first company, uh, and I figured other entrepreneurs would have or might have the same problem. Wow. So, I mean, so basically you started something typically because you
0: ran into a roadblock. Yeah, that's what business I mean, did is you, all about. Did you, did you have any, like, fields or reservations going into that? Of course, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> what's some of the biggest what's like some of your fears, reservations right? Cause a lot of people don't talk about that. So like what's some of the fears and reservations that you have?
1: I mean, I think as an entrepreneur, you always I mean entrepreneurship is like standing at, on the edge of a mountain with like uh with like fifty, hundred feet down and you're always debating whether you should jump or not. You know what I mean?
0: Right.
1: Um so, so I mean there's always that fear, but with that fear you should still move forward. I mean, there's always fear of not making your expenses or, you know, not, you know, generating enough revenue. You know, there's always a lot of different fears that come up, you know, or an employee leaving or or you hiring the wrong employee or, you know, just a whole bunch of different things. Okay.
0: So being that you, first of all, how old were you when you first came
1: here? Uh, I I came to the U.S. when I was seven years old. My dad was already here. He was a minister. So he um, brought over the family from Nigeria to here. Okay.
0: The reason the reason I ask that is because um typically people feel like that, you know, people who are born like blacks who are born in America, they, they feel like that a lot of people think that they don't take advantage of all the opportunities presented. But people who, you know, who tend to come from different countries, like yourself, like Africans, they come when they come here, they take more advantage of the opportunities. Do you feel
1: like that's true? I mean, I, I can see uh, where where that thought process comes from, you know, because opportunity is just taking advantage of something that you didn't uh, have or or something that you, know, that you don't uh, uh, readily recognize. So I think when people, are, when, when some of the folks that come from out of the country, um, I mean, let's say, for example, when I came, when I, coming from the situation that I had in Nigeria, I didn't have running water. So running water here is an opportunity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't have light. You know, uh, so having light here is an opportunity, you know, so, so, um, so opportunities seen different for, 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 or it's seen different from different people. So if you have running water and light growing up, you don't necessarily value that as much as someone who doesn't, you know what I mean? So it's different. So opportunities seem different. So the opportunities that individuals come over from a different country and take advantage of here um, is different from the opportunities that folks that are already here. Uh, realize
0: okay so i mean well yeah i guess so like that would i guess we kind of take things for granted because i mean you you saying you're not having running water i mean wow that's that's pretty (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty deep right (laughs) yeah because i mean i I mean look is i mean we all grew up in well not we all but a lot of us grew up in some challenging situations but i can't say not having water was one of them, so that, right. that's definitely
1: something different, yeah. No, you definitely. I mean, at every stage of our lives, we're we take something for granted, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's definitely true.
0: I'm i I'm, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Um, yeah, you, you we, I didn't give you the opportunity to mention like really go in depth about your business, so tell me more about your you go.
1: It's called Go Perfect, correct? Yes, it's called Perfect Office. Perfect uh, let Office, me take sorry. you all, let me let me take you all the way back. So, um um, obviously growing up, you know, um, you know, we have some challenging times, and, and one of the things that I wanted to do, I never wanted to be in a situation where I was worried about money because when I was younger, when I was 13 years old, my dad passed away, uh, from liver cancer and it was just my mom, my brothers and, and my little sister. Uh, so, uh, we just went through some challenging times. My mom was a CNA. She was only making about maybe $12 an hour and she had five kids to raise. And we went through some challenging times where we didn't have sometimes even in America we didn't have like hot water you know what I'm saying and food and um, and even light sometimes so I was just like this is kind of messed up like my dad is a good guy my mom's a good 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 woman why is it that we're going through challenges where uh, you know where we can't meet our basic needs right so I figured. No matter how good or bad you are, if you don't have your money situation squared away, you're going to have challenges. And at that point, um, in high school, I started trying to figure out, okay, how do I make sure that in the future I don't have money challenges? And of course, society teaches you go to school, get the grades, graduate, and then get a good job, correct? Correct. Right. So I'm doing that. You know, I get straight A's throughout high school. I got a 4.0 all 16 semesters of high school at the Bill Gates Millennium Scholarship to go to college, and Bill paid for it. Um, then I graduate college and I get a, a job and I'm working as a healthcare recruiter for a big healthcare staffing agency, and I'm still having challenges with money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, hold up, this is a formula that society gave me about, you know, having everything squared away and being successful. How come I don't feel successful? Uh, then I started digging a little bit more into it and I realized that entrepreneurship was something I was really excited about I was interested in uh, so at the age of 24, I started to try to get my finances in order so that that way I can see if I can quit my job. So by the age of 26, I was able to put a couple of things together and put my job uh, December 3rd, 2012. And then that's when I launched out and started my staffing company on a full-time basis. Um, and I started, you know, the company was focused on just staffing like healthcare professionals at hospitals, nursing homes, and things like that. So two years into that, built that to a million dollar company, and then uh, started second company, which is the office space company. And, um, and this year we'll do a revenue Well, this past, this past year, <laughs> since, this, since today is January 1st, uh, this past year we did 2.9 million. Wow,
0: that's great
1: man, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Man, that's i mean that it's it's crazy how you know they do tell us this pattern of you know go to school, you know go to college and but you but
1: you now you did say you were on a scholarship, correct yeah, I mean oh. like i because i this that's how bad I didn't want to be broke anymore. I was like, you know what they're saying this is the formula that works, i'm gonna make sure I do it perfectly so I got straight as you know so I got straight as all throughout high school. Got the Bill Gates Scholarship and then also graduated college with honors, sumo, kum, whatever you call that thing. I call it wrestling moves. <laughs> what school did you go to? Uh, for college, I went to Towson University. Okay. OK. Yeah. And I studied healthcare management. At first, I, I came in there as a biology major. I thought I wanted to be a doctor, but I changed that quick and then switched it to healthcare management and business. Okay. So,
0: being that you, you're in the um, DC area, Yeah, how do you feel
1: about um, gentrification? I mean, I mean, the definition of gentrification, I think, is, uh, I mean, I I don't know, I just looked it up actually, (laughs) because it's about just like taking a a situation that's undesirable and making it desirable. Um, I feel good about that, you know. I mean, (laughs) unless there's unless there's a there's a there's a meaning that I'm missing, but gentrification, from what I just. uh, Looked up. It, it's, it's it's about taking a, a an area that's undesirable and making it more desirable. Yeah, I mean, I guess because like you know, because
0: again, we you were in the D.C.R. I just moved away from it. Like just okay. the the like how much D.C. has changed and like how they're moving people out and and like
1: moving new people in. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, are they really moving people out and moving people in, or is it that they're just building stuff and then other people that can afford those things are moving in? Which one is it? Yeah, well, that's it's more. it used to be
0: more affordable, more, more affordable for blacks, and then once they started changing, <laughs> once they started building stuff up, then they went up on the taxes and you know, you know stuff like that, and that just kind of pushed them out. Affordable to which blacks? Um well well actually it's more white people going in now. Like if you look around DC. Like right. I mean, if you look around DC, it looks totally different than what it used to look like. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I just, you know, I always get interested in like um just from people like who do real estate because again, you know, you guys focus on property value. So right. though some people may be getting pushed out <laughs> like for your business is actually helpful. So I just was, I'm always curious to how real estate people feel about especially blacks in real estate.
1: Yeah. I haven't gotten into that form of real estate. The real estate that I do mostly is like office spaces. Uh, So, but maybe when I get into that, I'll I'll have a little bit more knowledge, but I always think business activity is good. It's it's better to have more business activity than not. uh, Because that just means more people are working and, you know, money is money is, uh, being exchanged, you know? Gotcha.
0: So up to today, what do you feel the biggest project you worked the biggest project you've been involved with?
1: Um the biggest projects that I've been involved in is is I would say at with my um with my office based company. So usually uh when we're launching a new location, um usually we take up, you know, we might take up an entire floor of a of a of a building. And, you know, just to build that out, I mean, you know, landlord and construction wise, they're they're putting in, they're putting in uh, about $800,000, $900,000 just to get a space for it, you know? Um, Yeah, so that's the type of investment that goes into getting a a location and we have eight locations now um, uh, to get that ready and then, you know, then start before you even sign your first lease and have somebody move in. You know, there's, there's, there's money that needs to be put in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. You said 800,000? Yeah. Like our recent one that we're getting ready to open right now, Baltimore, that was, that's an $800,000 job right there. Now, how did you end
0: up choosing Baltimore?
1: Uh, so we're just kind of expanding. So right now we have, uh um the Baltimore is just the next, the, the the next natural step, because uh, we have already a Columbia location. So. The next uh, stop up north is, is going up to Baltimore and then kind of expanding from Baltimore. I mean, from uh, the Security Boulevard area to, to Owens Mills and Towson and, and, and things like that. You mentioned
0: going north. Are you, are you actually considering going south or are you strictly going north? Oh, we're
1: going south, north, east, west. We're going everywhere.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Now, so I mean, the the goal is the goal is 500 locations in the U.S. So we only at eight, so we're just getting started. Why you said 500 locations. Why not?
0: Oh, hey, listen. Let me be clear. <laughs> the the number was big, but look, brother, you seem to have a big vision. So believe me, I'll be the yeah. last to ten in each state. Why not? Yeah, you're right. Why you absolutely right? Why not? <laughs> That's I, I definitely commend you for having such a big vision because some people would be like. I mean you 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 can hear my initial reaction when you said five hundred. Like, what five hundred? But I mean, hey, if a man got a plan and a vision, <laughs> it might end up being five hundred fifty, six hundred. Exactly, exactly. So let me let me add on a more personal note. Um, are are you uh, are you do you have family? Are you married or anything yet? I'm not I have family, uh, but I'm not I'm not married, no. So, you know, I'm sure it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to launch all these businesses and launch all these ideas that you're working on. Yeah. So do you think when you, you know, eventually when you get married and have kids and all that stuff, do you think that would change how much time you're able to invest in your businesses? Yeah, I think it would increase it. You think it's going to increase
1: it? Yeah, why not? Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. You're going to have to explain think, think, <laughs> Let me explain it to you. Think about this. If I'm putting in 100 hours a week, right, mm-hmm. at least, right, I get married. When you get married, what do you what do you two become? You become what? One, right? That's true, yeah. Right. So even if I'm putting in 100 hours and she's putting in 10 hours, or if I'm putting in 100 hours and she's putting in 100 hours, how many hours do we got? We got 200 hours. So the hours are going to increase. We're going to be focused on the mission and focused on the vision. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you know she, what?
0: I I like how you I like how you took it in a exactly. So
1: so if she's joining the team, she's gonna be putting in work. Something whether it's ten <laughs> hours a week or hundred hours, just like me, she's gonna be putting in that work. Otherwise, it ain't gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I, I I do. I like the way you switched the direction because I'm gonna be honest. When I when I thought of the question to, to pose it to you, I was uh-huh. only thinking about you, not really her working. But the minute the minute you started talking, I realized you're thinking more as a partnership, which is great, which is great. Exactly. That's what marriage is. It's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the fact that you're thinking both of you guys is
1: actually great. Yeah, so if if I get married and I'm still, it's only a hundred hours, what's the point? I don't need her then. <laughs> but if she's adding to me, if she's adding to the vision, if she's bringing something to the table, of course we. It's, it's gonna be, that means we're gonna have more resources, more time. Uh, uh, more to put into the vision to make it grow even faster. That's true. That's true, man. I, you know, I, I, how old are you if you don't mind me asking? I just, I'm 33. That's it? Yeah, I call it Jesus year. <laughs> 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 you said that's it. What that mean? <laughs> you, you still a young man, pretty much. I am, I am. You young until you're 100, I believe.
0: Hey, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to adopt that new mindset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yep. I'm walking around at 39 talking about ooh, I'm old. I'm old. Nah, oh, no, you're not old not at all.
1: Thing. You are young. You don't think about it, man. You you are young. You're as young as you're, you know you're, you think. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. I, I've, I'm getting it. like
0: it, to be honest, man. It's it's really like what mood you catch me in. Some days I'm talking like I'm the oldest man walking the earth, and then some days, you know, you catch me. I'm right. talking like I'm still in elementary school, so that's right. right. It's, just, it's yeah. just all about perspective, really. But the fact that you've done, first of all, let me commend you because the fact that you've done so much by the age of 33, man, that's that's outstanding. Congratulations, man.
1: Oh, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. And it um, seemed like from, the, it seemed
0: like from the way you're talking that you still got a lot more to do. You got a lot more. I'm just getting editing. started, James. I'm just getting started. I'm, I'm going to <laughs> have to continue to follow, you know, follow, you know, follow your path, follow your vision. Cause you know, I, we, I saw you, um, actually met you. Well, let me back up. So I actually was told about you through a friend. Um, yeah. yeah. Who told you about me? Uh, Shanavia. Oh yeah. Shanavia. She's a good yeah. friend of mine. And we did it. You know, we did a podcast together and she told me, she was like, well, you should talk to, you should talk to one of my friends. He's an entrepreneur. I think he'll be great. So, you know, she told me about, you know, all the stuff you was doing. I was like, hey, yeah, that'd be a great interview. So, um, yeah, she was actually correct. Like, I I really respect and admire all the great things you're doing, man. Thank you, sir. Um, before we before end we, in this interview, is there a way you wanted people to, um, you know, I, I know you have a social media presence. Is it you wanted to put the information out on how to follow you?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, anybody listening to this, that want to learn more or want to follow me or just want to just get inspired i would say just follow me on instagram i'm always there every single day i don't miss it uh it's uh chico the dream chaser you, you want to spell that? it out oh yeah yeah so it's uh chico uh c-h-i-k-o the T H E dream chaser So okay. chico the dream chaser um and then you'll be able to find me there just follow me um, and, 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 um, if you want to learn more about what we're doing, but basically, um, like I said, I mean, just quit my job at the age of 26, uh, and then just started my entrepreneurship journey. Uh, during that journey, I've started basically three different companies altogether, all three different companies. We did close to, um, $5 million this past year, uh, with one of them doing 2.9. So, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about continuing to grow. Um, and, you know. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't see me stopping anytime soon. You know, it's, I mean, I'm saying five million this year. But I, you know, there's gonna be a day where we're gonna be at 50. We're gonna be at five, five hundred, and maybe hopefully, one day cross that billion. So um, that's what I'm building towards. But it's all about providing value. You know what I mean? Business is about finding a problem that people have, providing a solution to it, and then going to the market and collecting. You know what I mean? Right. Well, let me ask you, so I, I was going to end it, but let me ask you really quick. Are you,
0: um, you know, because you seem like, you you know, you, you want to inspire and motivate. Do you actually
1: do any speaking or are you considering doing that? Books? You know what? A lot of people tell me to do speaking engagements and I, I do sometimes talk. Uh, but, you know, it's not something that I that I that I do on a regular. You know, sometimes I, I talk, but it's not something I do. On a regular. OK, OK. Why, James? You think I? You think I should get out there motivate some folks? Oh man, definitely. I, look, if, look, if, 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 if I didn't feel you could, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. <laughs> hey, it might be something I might consider in the future. Um, you, de-
0: you know what? You definitely should, and it's the reason i say that i mean to, to have a you know a young successful black man you know at the forefront you know creating business creating opportunities mm-hmm. i think a lot more people need to hear that that's why i want that was one of the reasons it was important for me to reach out to you mm-hmm. because um you know a lot of people you know a lot of our people get stuck in this box where they feel like you got to be an entertainer or athlete you know, to to really make a serious impact, do some things you want to do, and that's just not the case. I mean, you got people yeah, like it's, yourself who entrepreneurs, and yeah, making a difference. So yeah.
1: I'm sorry, yeah, no, 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 you're right. Like, I mean, those are those are different avenues, and those are different opportunities. But sometimes you got to think a little bit deeper. Who pays those? Who pays those athletes? You know what I'm saying? Who pays yeah. those musicians? You know what I'm saying? So it's like. You know, and, and that's where entrepreneurship comes into play. Like, you, if you don't have that talent, that natural talent of, you know, uh, like, uh, like who, who who's who's out there right now that they're paying big money, uh, LeBron James, or, or you can't sing like whoever they're singing out there. I don't even know these folks sometimes, but I don't even watch TV. But, um, but if you can't do that, you got you got the entrepreneurship route, and anybody can do that. Right.
0: Right. right. So again, man, I I definitely want to take this time to thank you for doing this because I know you're a busy man and you got like, you're trying to launch 500 locations. So I know just taking this time, (laughs) it's truly humbling and I I appreciate that you're doing it, man. Yeah, man, anytime, anytime. Thank you for having me for sure. And and I want to take this time to let everyone know um, they can follow me on Instagram at conversations with Lamp. And I also want to take this time to thank my two newest sponsors first-gen fly and chain entertainment thank you all for thank you brothers for believing in my dream and i promise you we're going to work together and we're going to try to continue to motivate and elevate and build so again i want to thank you all for listening again thank you chico for your time and you all have a great day